Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ez Hashem Shalom Bayes, Shir number 391. Today, we're going to talk about how using money, to use money, to draw you closer together instead of pulling you apart. There is no question that when there's financial strain, it could cause a challenge in a marriage. There is no question about it. Um, and it's normal part of a Nisayan when one's tight financially. But for those that aren't very tight financially and are under their stress, what they need to understand, even in that mode, is that money in and of itself will not solve any problems. And it's hard for someone who does not have money or is very tight financially, is having struggles putting food on the table, to when they look at other people that are wealthier or have wealth and are rich, and it's understandable that they be somewhat envious of them, or even if they remove unhealthy jealousies, they're still yearning for that and believe that that could solve all their problems. The truth is, is that it does not. There, it's it's well known, documented that people who have a lot of money, um, it, 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 the marriages could deteriorate because of that money as well and the way it's used and the attitude about it. You have um, divorce statistics are notorious in regards to people who have large wealth. Elon Musk is the richest man in the world, was divorced twice, recently semi-separated from an unmarried relationship with a third woman. Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, number two and three of the richest men, also divorced. Donald Trump, three wives. Larry Ellison, four wives. Richard Perlman, five wives. Billionaires don't guarantee that you're going to be happily married. But So the key really is, is that finances impact the marriage, both if you have less of it than you need and both if you have more out of it if you need. And one has to be careful for those who are listening to the shiurim, whether you are financially tight or financially very well off, or anywhere in between, one needs to know how to use money and handle it in the right healthy way. There is something called, that we talked about in the feedback shiurim, about intimacies, that there is different intimacies, and one of them is actually financial intimacy. Now that sounds very strange. The word finance about technical money matters and budgets and intimacy, those are two words that seem have nothing to do with one another. But in reality, it's not so. In reality, by talking through and working through budgets and how to make ends meet and what you're buying and, 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 and being open about each other pertaining to credit card debts and especially in early marriage for many, they're very tight in finances and the early challenges of bonding together by bonding together and working on... Um, maintaining a budget and working on understanding and sometimes a husband needs to overcome his worry and allow his wife to spend more even though there's a tight budget within reason and and vice versa very often and it's very important to 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 be aware of that when you're financially tight it should awaken a person to have a muna in our kaddish baruch Hu, to trust in him every step of the way and ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Parnassah all the time. You have so many stories about Betochen when someone has faith, faith and they did, know, did not know where the money is going to come from. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives special siyata deshmaya that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
apparently. The money does come, a new job does come, something you didn't expect comes up. So it is a very important thing to grow as you're working towards whatever normal hishtablis you have, to have a muna and betochen in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and trusting Him. And it's a tremendous, I think it's, it, it, Hashem has special nachas ruach from a couple that may be financially tight. And despite the financial tightness, they're able to get along and they're able to work things through and they're able to be um, kind to one another and work it out and be happy with less right now. Sometimes someone gets hit with a financial, they were doing well, and now they're in a financial challenge. They have to sell a better car for a lower quality car or they or, or something like that or move into an apartment that has you know, a smaller apartment, cheaper rent, whatever the case may be, is that when you work through it together and you, you, you are kind, despite the fact that there is this deprivation or this, this lack of, of financial means, it is a tremendous bracha, tremendous um, simcha, and Hashem has nachas ruach with it and helps um, grow financially. And generally speaking, when you have brachas, it's very, very important here is a couple that talked about them having very difficult financial um, difficulties. And one of the ways to start appreciating um, the other aspects of your marriage and your life that helps you cope with the financial difficulties you're having now. So here is a, a couple um, that said like this, the, 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 the husband said this, Emma and I had big, big dreams when we got married. Many of those financial dreams have not been realized, but we've been blessed a thousandfold in non-material ways with how God has used us to bless others, especially with our children and our grandchildren. Blessings can be financial and represent things that are far more important than money. When it comes to non-material blessings, we are not just billionaires, we're trillionaires. God fulfills His promises how He wants and when He wants, and I say that with reverence. Even though we're renting our home at the point in our lives when we thought we'd at least have one home paid off entirely, we wouldn't trade places with anybody. If we can eventually climb to a place of just having average financial situation for people in their early 60s, we'd feel like the most blessed people on this planet. Second, I've learned that the kind of teaching you hear on television or the secular media doesn't always work out as promised. We gave not just generously, um, and we gave charity and our generosity, and that helped us tremendously. And Hashem, God, helped us sacrifice to help others, and that certainly gave us tremendous amount of sipika nefesh, a tremendous amount of 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 happiness despite our financial tightness. Now, the, none of this is downplaying the stress that comes with financial tightness. But nevertheless, we all need to be mechazik each other. And sometimes it is painful because uh, a couple, let's say you have a couple that really are trying. They're working and it's just they're, they're having trouble making ends meet. It's very important when you see couples like that or people like that that are really doing their hashtadlis and they're trying and it's just not working, not to alienate them not to still be macabre of them. Sometimes it could be a little bit of a drain, right? If you're close friends with this couple and you're picking up, you're helping them out financially and whatever it is, and it seems like it's not improving yet. And and what, very often what happens a lot of times 
in the secular world, hopefully not in our culture, is you'll lose some friends when you, you others are better off financially and they, they get tired of giving to, 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 to a couple that, that are tight and they pull away from them. And that's very, very sad. And one needs to do their best not to do that and recognize it's no one's fault. And, and it's very, very important because people who have financial tightness, it, they feel it's not just a matter of the, the actual stress of trying to put, put food on the table and paying the bills. There's a certain sense of humility and it's humiliating for them. It shouldn't be that way because HaKadosh Baruch Hu places value on every person, whether they're making a lot of money, whether they're making a little money. That's a very important thing for us to know when we take a look at Ani and poor people, wherever they are, not to Halila look down at them in any way, shape, or form, to treat them with the greatest respect. They could be at a much higher level than us, and and even in the Negev, the, you realize that even if you have a degree or you have talents and whatever it is, it's not if you have If you are better off than somebody else, you recognize that it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's gift to you. And even the the abilities, the shtablis that you do, is Hashem giving you that kayak for shtablis. Never to become arrogant about it. That's the last thing Hashem wants, is to be arrogant and look down at people that are struggling. So to, a few takeaways on talking about this is, is that both affluence and financial deprivation, either way, can either strengthen a marriage if they are faced together, or they could hurt a marriage if they don't face it together. And the way to face it together is also to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the picture. To talk to each other about Emunah Betachin. To talk to each other about Hashem. The spiritual connection with Hashem helps with all types of other marriage stresses, including financial stresses. Finances impact the marriage. There's no re- there's, You cannot deny that, but it doesn't need to define it. Whether you have a lot of money or whether you have very little money. And it's very important also to be open about your finances with one another. One of them may have overspent on the credit card. If that happened, they need to be open with their other spouse, even if they'll be upset somewhat, to let them know, you know, I overspend on this. And make an eta toivu would be on people that are financially tight, and even if they're doing okay, but to make a, a rule with each other that if we're spending, if, if, if either one of us wants to spend beyond a $200 purchase, you know, I guess you can make it relative depending on your financial means. For some people, it will be a $500 per purchase. For some people that are more tighter, it would be a $100 purchase. Whatever it is, but to agree with yourselves that before you spend a large purchase, to talk it over with your husband or, or wife, whichever one is the working party or whatever it is, to communicate with each other. Either way, both ways, when you want to spend on something that's a little extra or what you really want, but you know it'll put a pinch in the budget to, to be open. And that is very, very important. It's important also to do your best to be benachas ruach, not to be upset, to avoid conflict, not doesn't mean that you avoid it in an unhealthy way, not burying things under the rug. We always talked about it. You never bury, bury things under the rug. But to be to deal with this debt issue or whatever it is, if someone is in debt, to work out ways, how to pay out the credit card, to transfer it into to all the debt into a interest-free credit card if possible. However you do with financial people that can help in financial ways, advice that can help you um, with this. 
And you could you see there are people, there are testimonials, people that were financially strapped for the first decade of their marriage. It did not negatively affect marriage relationship because their expectations were under control. They didn't expect life to always be easy. They weren't resentful when it was sometimes difficult. And they loved each other. And when you bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the picture, it gets a lot, lot easier. Because you realize Hashem is running the life of both of you. And you don't blame your husband or your wife for the lack of finances. And you realize it's Minashamayim and you're going through a difficult season. And ultimately you'll pull out of that difficult season. The, what matters a lot to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is your Midas as you're handling this. What he's watching you is, is not, it's not the wealth that matters. Or it's the character of a person that matters. How you deal with it when there are challenges. And it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed for us. This is one thing that's sometimes difficult for people who, regular people that need to strengthen their amuna. They think that when there is a challenge, it's Hashem getting, getting, getting back at us for something we did wrong, or out of anger, or out of indifference, or out of malice. Chas I You can't, again, when you're dealing with people who feel that way, don't bash them for it. You try to educate them. You give them chizik. You give them empathy and try to explain to them why it is not so. And sometimes it is difficult when you come across challenges like that. But to believe b'pnimiyas alev, and even if you can't yet feel it, at least intellectually, try to get that into your mind, that it's God's acts of love, even the 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 the, the temporary expect uh, you know uh, din or tighten the financial tightness or whatever it may be it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us for us to grow and ultimately chesed comes after that that's a very important yesoy that works through the history of Klal Yisrael and the history of every individual every din comes afterwards with a tremendous showering of chesed not on our timetable necessarily it may be HaKadosh Baruch Hu's timetable but ultimately you will experiencing that and again, giving tzedakah in a healthy way. You could ask a shayla. Sometimes, if you're a certain very financial tightness, a mayra will tell you, you give only a minimal amount of tzedakah right now. That's your chiv. Others will tell you, maybe, go a little bit beyond your normal capability, and that will open up a passageway and a tzinar and a, and a path to your own shefa to come. So it's very important if you have these questions, because a lot of people, they're good, well-meaning people that are financially tight, that have agmas nefesh, that they're not able to give as much tzedakah as they really, really wish to give. That itself is a tremendous chus for everybody. That Hashem loves you for it, that you want to give more, just you're worried and, and you really taka can't, to speak to a rav, speak to a mayreya rav. They may tell you different things, whatever it is, and you follow them. Again, there's, a, there's two schools of thought, and I guess you could use sort of both. As a general rule, if you have less, you're not supposed to overspend, even in tzedakah, beyond that gets you to a point where you, you need things. That's a very important aside that the Torah, B'derech Klal, tells you that you shouldn't get yourself in the position where you, you're, you ha, are, are dependent on the community, and sometimes you can't give as much as you used to give. But at the same time, there are other matzavim where you could give a little more than your comfort zone, even in the tight financial position, and that's marchi of the parnas as well. So ask a Maria how to handle the tzedakah issues when you have a financial tightness. But the yisoid of it is, do not allow a financial crisis to become a marital crisis. The marriage matters more than your bank account. 
This is applies for people who have very little in the, in the bank account. This applies to people who have tons of money in the bank account, not to make it an issue that money uh, issues become marital issues. You face challenges together. And even by wealth, just an advice for, for wealth, sometimes go people go overboard with their spending or their pursuit of that, that they lose sight of what's important in life and they start losing their connection with their husband and with their wife. So it's very important to talk with your, with your wife and with your husband whether you have a lot in your bank account and you want to say, listen, Baruch Hashem, we have, but let's not use this Gashmias that we could fly off into wrong directions. Let's focus on what's important in life. Realize the money is a cotton from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and use it to help people. And when we use it, to use it in a normal, healthy way. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. This way, and then when you tight the same aspect to work on that budget, this is financial intimacy. Again, those two words sound crazy when you when you listen to those two words alone. Financial intimacy? What is that? But you see that if you really talk to each other in the financial matters, in a, in a deep, honest way with one another, whether you have a lot of money to make sure that you don't misuse it in any way and you stay focused on the tachlis of life, of being an Erlich keeping Torah Mitzvahs, and your children and grandchildren and your shalom bias. And when, if you have a little money to realize we'll get through this, but we will be nice to each other, kind to each other, as much as possible giving to each other. And that's so, so important. Many, and it's the biggest chinuch, by the way, for the children, when they see, when they see their parents, despite they were tight at home and it was evidence, but it was a home of peace and of calmness and of love for one another. And and again, may Hakadosh Baruch Hu help that be marchiv the panasa of every single person to daven for them for those who have means to be able to help those who don't to realize that also the idea with money again we can't be over cynical about money. Some people go overboard the opposite extreme and they say money is the root of all evil. It is not the root of all evil. It is a healthy thing to understand that money could be used in a good way and it is needed. You need it to do mitzvahs. You need it to do maizim You need it to have yishav hadas. Moshe passing, there's no chesar in no a if you buy health insurance. And Rav Migdamilla also talked about it. Rav Migdamilla was one of the biggest, biggest in bitachin. There's nothing wrong with planning uh, for 401k and put money in the bank to save. Rav said this many, many times. You learn through Shar B'tochen of Chayvus Alvavis with his parish, with other Pirushim. And this is a lot of misconceptions about Amunah and B'tochen that the Hishtadlis Hashem wants you, not that you have faith on the bank account or the stocks or whatever it is, that, that it's going to stay or whatever it is. It's a Kaili, it's Hishtadlis. Hashem could take it away in a second if he wants. But the idea, though, the concept of putting money away to save for retirement or whatever it is, in a normal, healthy way, it is not a chesaron in bitachin. So the key really is to daven for this also. You daven for parnasa all the time. Ask a kaddish baruch Hu and help it be a l'shen shemayim that we should. I should have yishav adas and archavas adas. I will end off this cheer with this Torah from the Svas Emes. Listen carefully. When you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Parnassah, it says, Yivarechecha Hashem. Hashem should bless you, the Yishmarecha, and He should watch you. The Sasemis has a taich, that Yivarechecha Hashem. 
Hashem should shower you with brachas, physically and spiritually, give you money and parnasa and good health and everything. I, there is a problem that if you get a lot, like the Torah says, if you're going to give you a lot, the worry is, is v'ram levavecha. You are going to get, get um, arrogant and you'll forget Hashem and you'll go into gullus or, or tragedies will happen because you forget Hashem because of your material wealth. So that's why you're asking v'yishmerecha. V'yishmerecha, please protect me that when I get that shefa, I should be able to use it properly. And that's a big Pesach when you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Parnassah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm tight financially. Please give me more finance. Give, help me pay my bills. But please, I'm also asking you that when you give me this shefa, the Yishmerecha, watch me. That Taka, when I get the more money, I won't become complacent. I won't learn less. I'll learn more. I won't give less tzedakah. I'll give more tzedakah. I won't be focused on making more money and more money because of this extra money I got from your chesed and now I'm excited about it. No. Please protect me. In other words, what you're asking very much is please keep my head on straight. Protect me that I should keep my head on straight even as you're giving me more shefa and more shefa. So the people that are already well off Baruch Hashem and have a lot of parnasah to daven Hashem to get their head straight or keep their heads on straight, to use it for mitzvahs and maizim toivim, they could enjoy life too, kalakavod, but, but really focus on what the tachlis of life is. And for those who are financially tight and they're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for this bracha, you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu together with this shefa, give me the shefa. I sometimes, you learn that Hashem sometimes doesn't give you something because he, he's worried that if he gives it to you, you'll turn against him. So you ask Hashem, please give me the shefa with the shmira that I don't turn against you that I use it for the right to, to get closer to you. And you daven sincerely and earnestly for that. That takes away the, the prevention of not giving it to you because you will mess up. A lot of people, when they win the lottery, you, you know what happens. You could do your research. And when people become wealthy pretty quickly, and what happens, they deteriorate afterwards. And it's like a... a, a uh, a, a, a terrible um, snowballing effect downward. So we want to prevent that, and we ask Hashem when you give us the parnasa and the parnasa barevach and the yishavadas, help us have our head screwed on straight. Help us use it just simply to remove those excess tear dice, those worries, so that we could serve you with joy. We could daven better, learn better, be mechabeshabes better, be able to pay schar limud more, and and so on and so forth. Bracha and to all.